0: Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea, get ready, get ready for tea, time and filter with your love
1: teas. tea, spend all this hot tea on these podcast streets.
0: so get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea, One tea, time and filter with your girl tea. Hey, tea sippers. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. And I got my girl, Emily, here with me. Emily, say what's up to the people.
2: Hey, everyone.
0: So it is a lot going on right now. Mm Ciao. People are going off about this Dylan Mulvaney situation. Now, let me be honest. I do not check for Dylan Mulvaney. Um, He basically came into like my consciousness Um, A few months ago, just because he would be trending on Twitter, um, on TikTok. This is a grown man who a year ago decided to show people how to become a woman. And he did this video series on TikTok called 365 Days of Girlhood where he just decided, you know, he just felt like being a girl and is basically pretending to go through puberty, which is just really weird. Um he's even, you know, acted like a 6-year-old girl. I just find him ex- I just find him really weird and creepy. And so he's been everywhere from like the Drew Barrymore show, um he's been on like Good Morning America, he even met with Joe Biden at the White House. So right Mm -hmm. now he is causing a lot of controversy because Dylan Mulvaney has been given so many sponsorships. It's ridiculous. Earlier this year, he had a sponsorship with with Alta Beauty, where he basically spoke about being a woman and wearing makeup and all this stuff. And then later on, he ended up getting like this huge sponsorship with Tampax. And this pissed a lot of people off. He was promoting Tampax and acting like he you know had never opened one before and he ended up getting a sponsorship with them and it caused a lot of controversy online so i'm going to show you guys some of these videos really quick so let's go ahead and watch some of these here real quick
3: 75 of being a girl and i've been carrying around tampons and pads for the past two months but i've actually never opened one up so let's do it with you i thought the letter stood for small medium and large based on the size of your barbie pouch but after a Google, I found out it's actually the level of your flow. So they're super, regular, and light. I guess my question is, which one do I carry around? The super? Because maybe if you have a light flow, you can still use a super? I don't know. Here goes nothing. It's pink, it's kind of adorable, and it kind of looks like a butter churn. <gasps> so you just go like that? Ow. Where does the string go? You are getting sleepy. Now for the real magic, I've got a glass of water in the tampon. I almost put red food coloring in there, but I thought that might be too much. And we're gonna see how this works. Oh, it kind of looks like a butterfly. How long does it take to get to this? One looks like it would do the job. I feel like I'm in science class. Oh no, okay, the pad didn't expand. So maybe this is for a light flow. I just don't know. Now that I think about it, I probably should have had a woman come teach me about these things. I was on the boys side of sex ed and now I would like to take the girls class. Uh, but if you're on your period right now, I'm sending
0: you love. Bye. Bye. What the <sighs> fuck? Child. Then have his ass got drug. I, this, I, this is the world that we're living in. So he basically got drugged for this and then he comes back with this rebuttal towards women. So we're gonna hear his rebuttal after he oh, got drugged all over social media like you can't make (laughs) shit up this
1: is dylan mulvaney a biological man who began identifying as a female just 194 days ago now this man was invited to speak at the 2022 forbes power women's summit and his entire talk was about transitioning in social media he has also been praised by many large brands for his bravery and even walked in this year's new york fashion week not to mention this man is sponsored by tampax The problem with his appearance is the simple fact that he is a man who presents himself as an over-dramatized parody of a woman and it's quite embarrassing. This man came to fame after documenting his creepy fetishized version of girlhood and his videos devalue what it actually means to be a woman. It's offensive to women and if we as a society are gonna call anything appropriation, well, here it is. Being a woman isn't a costume and no amount of dresses, surgery, makeup, or anything will ever make you a woman and pretending that it does is erasing actual women and their accomplishments when is this delusion going to stop because my culture is not your costume wake up
3: anyone of being a girl or i'll say woman for this one because this video is for the women on twitter who just really don't like me hello ladies we got a lot to cover but let's first talk tampons i haven't talked about tampons on here lately because i don't use them i'm a woman who doesn't have a uterus i know this And science was my strongest subject in high school. I was also shockingly good at math, but I digress. I just sometimes carry one in case anybody needs it. And that seems to have just set the world on fire in some pretty nasty ways. And this is a conversation that's been going on for months. I just haven't chimed in because I'm so tired of sticking up for myself over something that was so pure intentioned, but now Twitter is just ablaze, and this week there's some women that are now coming for Tampax and I wanted to clear the air. So I have some amazing news. Are you ready? I have never worked with Tampax before.
0: All right. So you just heard his rebuttal after he got drug all over social media. Mm-hmm. I don't believe for a second that he's never had some type of deal with Tampax because right. there's another transgender man who said that he got a hundred million dollar deal to work with Tampax, you know, at this point, I feel like a lot of these companies, because he does have a huge following, people follow this person. And I believe that they're following him because it's like watching a car accident. It's like watching a train wreck. Yeah. I don't think people are genuinely following him because they even believe the delusions that he's putting out there.
2: Yeah, he reminds me of, as soon as he came on, or or she, um, Uh, Have you ever seen like the remake of uh, Charlie? It was not what, yeah, the remake of Willy Wonka. So it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp played Willy Wonka.
4: Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to the economist podcast plus the economist is independent journalism for independent thinking go to economist.com and get your first month free have you seen that
2: no i haven't
0: seen the remake i uh-uh, just the
4: original oh
2: my like i'll have to send you some clips later but that is what it reminds me of is johnny depp as as uh, willy wonka like not not looks or anything but like the whole um the way they talk and the awkwardness and and all that that's all i could get was like Willy Wonka and anyway
0: you feel like he's playing a character he's playing a female character he doesn't come off to me as somebody who's truly going through a transition from male to female it's like he's just doing cosplay
2: yeah and then another thing it's okay I get it if you keep tampons on you just because I mean everybody I will say at work I work with a bunch of females someone always does need a tampon but that's not what like they were Giving, They were acting like they were going to use it. They needed it, trying to figure out how it worked and all that stuff, as if it was an ad for uh, what Tampax or whatever. So it wasn't like, oh, I just keep these just in case anybody needs one. No, you were giving like, I use these or whatever. I need to learn Mm -hmm. all about it, the sizes and the flow. And that was like a fucking
0: ad. Right. Like, why would you care if you know that you don't need one? He only tried to come out and say that once he got backlash. Now, what's very interesting now is that this, you know, when it was the makeup with Alton, the Tampax, most people were like, you know, most of the men just really didn't care. They basically ignored Dylan. But um, now that Bud Light is now trying to, quote unquote, go woke, it looks like a lot of the male collective are trying to make Bud White but excuse me, Bud Light go broke. And so this is causing a lot of controversy right now with people who are boycotting Budweiser. Um, Kid Rock even shot a bunch of Bud Lights because he was yeah. so. <laughs> yes, it's a mess. And, you know, Dylan came out and said that he's now the face of March Madness, Bud Light. And at first, people thought it was a joke, but Bud Light. Confirmed that it's a real ad and that they really did get, you know, Dylan Mulvaney to sponsor it, which to me is very interesting because this person is not into sports and doesn't even know what the hell March Madness is. So we're going to go ahead and watch this clip here real quick.
5: Grandpa is feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day.
3: Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports, and I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it, Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light. I am at Kate Spade, New York to find the perfect spring outfit. Let's go. Kate Spade, New York is a staple in my wardrobe. And I think I absolutely need to have this as my spring bag. The mini bags are in. They're in. Let's go. You know I love pink and I think the bag will go great with this. Let's try her on. You can always use another pair of heels, right? Honestly, I think I'm gonna wear this out of the store. So, happy spring. I love ya. I love ya, Kate Spade, you, Kate Spain, New York. I'm 6 I am 6 I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and tres elegant, especially at Christmas time. God, I love native deodorant. I just wish it smelled like candy.
5: Dylan, did you just say you wish for a candy-scented deodorant? Yeah. Try this.
3: Native candy shop collection and gummy bear scent? Just try it. Okay.
5: Here you go. Oh!
3: Oh! I usually don't accept candy from strangers, but thank you! Wait, who even are you?
5: Don't worry about that. Just enjoy the native products. Love ya.
0: Love you too! All right. What the fuck?
2: That is fucking insane. First of Ooh. all, uh, <laughs> it, it it seems like a joke at first. Like it's like is is this are like are they serious? Is this a joke? And then like it get it got really dark. Like when he was pretending to be a kid and oh, I don't accept candy from mm-hmm. strangers. That's my first time seeing this person and, and and all that.
0: So I I'm like shocked. What's really bothersome to me as a quote unquote influencer, especially a black influencer, so many of us can only wish to get these type of sponsorships. You right. know, when we get sponsorships, it's usually something simple, Hello Fresh, Blue Apron, and it's yeah. usually only for a few thousand dollars. This cosplay playing weirdo has been able to get Kate Spade, pon- uh, Kate Spade sponsorships, um, Bud Light, I mean, some of the biggest names, and he's raking in the revenue. And I'm not mad at him per se, because if they're dumb enough to, you know, cut him a check to pretend to be whatever that's on them, you know, he's going to go where the money resides. So I'm not mad about that, but I find it very interesting that someone like me and someone like you who are biological women, I've been a biological woman for, I don't fucking know, (laughs) 40,000 something days. I mean, who knows? It's been more than 365 days that I've been a woman. And I've never been approached for any of these type of deals. Have you just for being a woman?
2: No, absolutely not. Nobody gives a shit about that.
0: <laughs> right. And and what else is very disturbing to me is how as a grown woman, I can't turn around and pretend to be a six-year-old. I yeah. can't turn around and pretend that, hey, I want to be 13 today because I feel like I'm 13 and somebody's willing to pay me money to act like a 13-year-old. I'd be clowned and called a weirdo, like, no, you're a grown woman, you're a mother, you're not 13. Why is this man able to play one minute an adult woman who can legally drink beer in the bathtub, uh, and period. Then the next minute, right, the next minute acting like a, a prepubescent girl who doesn't know how to put a tampon in her cooch, and then the next minute, oh, you know, here goes some gummy beer scented, you know, deodorant for the little tot, And then the next minute he's playing a six year old, you know, romping through the hotel plaza in New York. Like, what is this? So today's show sponsor is HelloFresh. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year and cut back on expensive takeout and delivery Get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up restaurant quality meals right in your own kitchen. It's comforting to know that you'll always get top quality ingredients with HelloFresh. All of their ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days, so that way you'll always know that it's fresh. One thing that we do love in this household about HelloFresh is how quickly it's delivered. We place an order and within three days it's here, the recipes are included, and they come with these easy, colorful, step-by-step guides where honestly, if you don't feel like cooking mom and dad, have your kids follow the directions and cook a meal for the family. It's so easy that anybody can do it. So if you are interested in trying out HelloFresh, make sure you go to HelloFresh.com slash SipSlow50 to get 50% off of your first free box. And that also includes free shipping. So make sure once again to go to HelloFresh.com slash SipSlow50. So make sure you guys check them out because they're America's number one meal kit.
2: I want to know who at um, Bud Light in any way, shape, or form, thought that that would be a good idea. Like sure, surely they have to know like who their demographic is and and all that, like who buys their stuff. And um, I've like heard a lot of people because I'd heard about um the the Bud Light thing. And I have a friend that like religiously drinks Bud Light, and she's like, I'm not drinking this shit no more. Like, she's switching beers. But everybody mm-hmm. I know that drinks Bud Light, which side note, I didn't realize Kit Rock had gotten so old.
0: He's aged
2: quite a bit. But, anyways, he is, like spoiled uh, milk. Yeah, he
0: didn't, <laughs> he didn't age too well at all. Um, How old is Dylan? From what I'm hearing, I think I want to say 25.
2: 25. Wow. Okay. That I, I'm really just in shock. And then the March Madness, like, why are they getting Dylan as an uh, uh to to represent their brand when it is March Madness, you know, sports, beer, stuff like that. Like right. that's usually a male dominated,
0: you know, I guess like that fan base or whatever, consumer. Exactly. Whatever. And there's somebody even like me as a woman who's into sports, I can understand how the guys are pissed off. And a clarification, Dylan Mulvaney is 26. Uh, he that's recently had a birthday, so he's yeah he's closer very to thirty. Yeah, it's closer to thirty than it is the age of six. Right. Okay, let's keep that real. But they're saying, you know, a lot of guys are really pissed off. This is causing a lot of controversy. A lot of people like it's now starting to affect Budweiser. You even have restaurants and bars. A lot of them are saying that we're not taking any more shipments of Budweiser. Because this is ridiculous. Ain't you know, none of these wanna... men
2: going to be sitting at a fucking bar, especially in the South. Ain't none of these men about to be sitting at a fucking bar with the beer can, with Dylan. I don't even know how to say the, uh, Mulvaney. Heartless, Yeah, heartless. With Dylan Mulvaney's fucking face on it. They're not doing that.
0: Exactly. And that's the part I don't even understand. I mean, you can tell Dylan is not even taking this seriously. He's just having fun. He still goes by the name Dylan. Dylan is a man's name. How can I call him a she or her when the name is Dylan? He didn't change his name from Dylan to Diane. It's just like at this point in time, (laughs) anything goes. And it's just my mind is blown that we've gotten this far crazy in society that Dylan is is a hustler. And I'm not mad. He's hustling these idiots who are willing to cut him a check. But if they want to be so funny. Exactly. It's funny that, you know, when people call it out, then people also want to say you're being transphobic. Absolutely not. This is ridiculous. And I really hope real trans people who are going through real transitions and who have really felt like the opposite gender since they were children, not just 365 days ago when it was just something to do on TikTok. I hope you guys aren't supporting this because I think he's making the trans movement situation look like a total joke.
2: Yeah, cuz it you. seems like it seems like a
0: joke. Like
2: like I said, the first half of like those videos, I'm like, is this a fucking joke? And for someone like me, I I don't have a lot of trans friends. I don't have a lot of interactions with people who are trans. <clears throat> so it it's um I have a lot of friends that are gay, but I don't have a lot of people who are trans um around me that I'm friends with. They're just I don't know anybody like that. So I'm not super familiar with, you know, their day to day lives and things they go through and their stories and things like that. So for me, when I see more on mainstream, like what is, I guess, advertised to us and people like me who can admit that I am ignorant to a lot of things like that, that's what I see. And that's what I think. And what Mm -hmm. a lot of people think is normal when that's not fucking normal. Most people are minding their business, living their lives,
0: and then they got to see bullshit like this, like almost like a caricature represent Mm -hmm. them. This person started this whole, you know, 365 days of girlhood in March of 2022. You have people who have really been transitioning for years and having to take hormone blockers and, you know, go through all these trials and tribulations. And Dylan has just turned it into a joke. And the fact that the mainstream brands are co-signing this is this is insane to me. You'll never see even black trans women even get this much exposure, this much sponsorship, this much support. And so at this point, I just think it's a joke. Now, he's causing even more controversy today because the Bud Light thing, that was a few days ago. Well, now it's been announced that Nike has made Dylan Mulvaney a sports bra model. And on top of that, she's now going to be the face of uh, women's Nike clothing brand. The one so, that didn't
2: even know what sport March
0: Madness was. Yeah. The person who's not into sports, who wants to be, you know, a girl is now the face of uh, female clothing for, for sports marketing is now the face of Nike women's sports clothing. And so I find that very interesting. And a lot of people are really pissed off about it. Um, I'm going to show you some pictures here of Dylan modeling a sports bra. Okay. Now, I get it. All girls don't have big old lovely titties. I get that. I definitely. don't. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, Emily, you got bigger titties than this man. This man has never developed breast. Why is he modeling sports bras? This isn't what is he holding back?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I ain't gonna say mine are bigger, but you know. Yours <laughs>
0: are definitely bigger, sis. Like seriously, <laughs> come on now.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I didn't see that one. I just yeah, saw the like, first 20, one. Okay. <laughs> You're through puberty. Yes, yes.
0: This person is a negative A promoting sports bras. Seriously? Yeah, yeah that, that's well, I'm supposed to look at his body and say, oh, wow, that bra would look great on these Ds. No, yeah. I don't get that vibe when I look at him. Yeah, and
2: it's not like it's a, which would be even more disturbing, but I could understand, you know, if it was a younger girl that they were trying to market to younger girls that could wear that. But um, it's just, like I said, who's behind their advertising and who are they trying to like appeal to and stuff like that? Cause like you said, that doesn't even make sense. And I, where I work, like the majority of the, like our uniforms is active wear. So I wear like a lot of Nike leggings and a lot of Nike, like sport bras and things like that. And when I look at that, like you said,
0: I don't think, Oh, that looked great on me. Right. I mean, he's straight up and down. You know, we have hips and stuff like that. And I'm sorry, his body type is not my body type. So what I don't know what Nike's thinking, but a lot of women are really upset. And one of the women that's speaking out um, is Olympic medalist Sharon Davies. And she's really pissed off because Nike has particularly treated, you know, women who become pregnant, you know, kind of bad. You know, where they'll cut their sponsorship money and they'll tell them we don't care about postpartum. If you're signed to be at this particular event, you need to be there. So she's talking about it. So we're going to go ahead and watch this clip.
6: The trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney is someone who has not had any gender reassignment surgery, but she was still paid by the global brand to manage their women's wear, including leggings and a sports bra watch. This comes after Budweiser, the beer company behind Bud Light, signed up the activist to flog beer for a basketball tournament despite the fact Mulvaney knows nothing about the sport. She admits that. And Nike's decision to give sponsorship to Mulvaney and not a biological woman could be a classic case of go woke, go broke with objectors pledging to boycott the company. Well, I'm delighted to be joined now by women's rights campaigner and Olympic medalist Sharon Davies. So, Sharon, uh, will you buy Nike? after this because there's a big boycott going on
4: <laughs> yeah i mean it's, isn't it it's just so frustrating isn't it we make two steps forward what with world athletics and then and then, then swim england you know in this country protecting women's sport and then this happens it, it feels like it's a, just a parody of what women are and it, in the past it was always seen as an insult when people say run like a girl and here we've got somebody behaving you know in, in a way that's very unsports like it's very unathletic. Um, And it's just so frustrating when only 1% of the US sponsorship dollar in the whole of the USA goes to actual females in sport, that they would then do this. You know, it just seems like literally like a kick in the teeth constantly.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know how much I love women's sport. And there's so many amazing women's athletes who get nothing from Nike and are at the top of their game. And then you've got Dylan Mulvaney. Right. And sure. look, I want Dylan to be happy. Go and be happy, Dylan. But you're not a woman. You're certainly not a sportswoman. And surely the crucial thing here, Sharon, is that Dylan Mulvaney has a man's body. So how on yes. earth? Because, you know, the whole thing with women's sport, and I know a lot of female athletes, you know, it's all about uh, sports bras for people with different sized breasts. It's about yeah. how you wear particular clothing when you have your periods. You know, there's all of these issues that Dylan Mulvaney doesn't have to deal with any of.
4: It, it doesn't apply, you know, to Dylan Mulvaney. I mean, Dylan Mulvaney is also being paid to promote Tampax. Another product that they will never lead ever in their life. You know, it's just so incredibly frustrating. And like you said, you know, sports bras, when there is nothing to put in the sports bra, when it's really important that the women get proper support when they do sport. Um, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, they for a long time they sponsored Alison Felix, one of um, you know the world's most incredible track athletes. And then when Alison got pregnant, they reduced her sponsorship by 70% when she had something happen to her that happens only to women. And so she left, you know, and it's, this, it's just this total disdain that, that women are being treated with to at the moment. And particularly in the world of sport where physiology makes so much difference.
6: I know. I mean, you look at that video and it is almost like, are they just taking the piss now? I, I, it's so frustrating.
4: I thought
2: once again, like seeing the ad with the, the sports bra and the, the dancing and, and the music, it's like everything's a joke. And it's like, is this serious? Like, are y'all really serious or is this a joke?
0: that's exactly what it comes off as is, is a joke. And the fact that, you know, like she was saying, a biological woman got pregnant and it was like, it was an issue for them. They got upset and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, now another person who is pressed and highly bothered is uh Caitlyn Jenner, AKA Bruce Jenner, for y'all who don't know. And Caitlin is out here blasting Dylan Mulvaney and, he, you know, Caitlin's basically not here for us. I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys what Caitlin had to say about the situation. So, Caitlin Jenner says, as someone that grew up in the awe of Phil, in the awe of what Phil Knight did, it is a shame to see such an iconic American company go woke. We can be inclusive, but not at the expense of the mass majority of people and have some decency while being inclusive. This is outrage. Then he says, then Caitlin says, a little context. I did a collab with H&M, and I have done many athletic brand collabs over the years as a, as a successful athlete. I don't blame Dylan, smart moves, money. I do not like how Nike treated Allison Felix when she became pregnant. I spoke on the outrage of the disparity in their pay. Equality inclusivity, stop trying to erase women. The difference between men and women are real and there are and are a good thing. It doesn't make trans people a bad thing. It doesn't make, oh, hey, howdy writes. It doesn't make trans people a bad thing either. Why is it so black and white with the radical rainbow mafia? So that is what Caitlyn Jenner had to say. And what I find very interesting about this is what Caitlyn Jenner fails to realize is that, Caitlyn, you're the one who ushered in this nonsense. L- let me mm-hmm. keep it all the way real, okay? Mm-hmm. I remember going to the ESPY Awards. This was the 2015 ESPYs. I was there in L.A., and I got booked to be one of the seat fillers there. So we got dressed, me and my, uh, my homegirl Everybody looked real beautiful. So in LA, sometimes they need seat fillers. So in between taping, the celebrities can get up and you know go take a break and all that stuff. And you end up filling the celebrity seats so that way when they do the panning shot, it doesn't look empty. And Mm -hmm. so you know they move you around and stuff like that. And I remember Caitlyn was winning Woman of the Year at the ESPY Awards, and they wanted everyone to stand up and you know clap. And I stood in my seat. I'm gonna keep the same energy. I'm not clapping, or, or you know, I, I'm not doing. I'm not standing up and clapping for a man who just decided to become a woman yesterday, and now they get to win Woman of the Year, as if there's not a bunch of other women in this same category who are way more deserving. So I didn't agree with it at all. And he got up there and he gave his speech. So I find it very funny that now we fast forward seven years later. And Caitlyn is very much against Dylan Mulvaney. They've been beefing on social media back and forth for a while. Caitlyn has also misgendered, quote unquote, Dylan Mulvaney, where Dylan Mulvaney got mad, like you're calling me a man instead of the girl that I am. I mean, their beef, honey, was a mess.
3: A fight has now broken out. Uh, It is between Dylan Mulvaney, who is a dude who believes he is a woman, and Caitlyn Jenner, who is a dude who believes he is a woman. But then you decided to ridicule me very publicly. And honestly, this tweet didn't faze me all that much. But then this one made me go, ah, not you calling me a he, that is just- Okay, pause it there. So uh, what, what Caitlyn Jenner tweeted out was that Dylan Mulvaney was talking about his penis. And this apparently is very insulting. You must never notice that Dylan Mulvaney talking about his penis makes him a dude. Caitlyn Jenner is not allowed to notice that. And Dylan Mulvaney is very, very upset at Caitlyn Jenner about all of this. I mean, it is upsetting stuff. But then you didn't stop there. You said there is a difference between acceptance and tolerance and normalizing, exposing your genitals in a public way, in a public place. I do not support that at all in the slightest. Dylan, dot, 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 congrats. You're trans with a penis.
0: But yeah, let me go ahead and refresh Caitlyn Jenner's memory because he needs to understand he helped usher in this woke movement, uh, yeah. you know, and even Dave Chappelle spoke on it. So let's go ahead and um play this clip real quick here. First, let's play the inside edition clip. These people <laughs> tend to forget, you know, we keep receipts around here. That's right. Caitlyn
3: Jenner dazzles as she accepts the woman of the year award from glamour magazine.
5: The magazine honored Jenner for being a transgender champion. Maybe this is why God put me on this earth, to tell my story, to be authentic to myself about who I am. And maybe in doing that, maybe you can make a difference in the world. The internet blew up with commentary
3: about her plunging sapphire blue gown. She looks amazing, reads one online comment. The off the shoulder dress with black tuxedo lapels is a custom design by Moschino. Jenner joked about the difficulty of walking in the mermaid gown. Getting up those stairs in
7: this dress is more difficult than hurdling. Not everyone
6: thinks Caitlin was a good choice. This is basically an insult to
3: all women, wrote one critic online. Jenner's daughter Kylie showed up to support her dad at the award ceremony last night. Other 2015 Glamour Women of the Year honorees include Reese Witherspoon and Victoria Beckham
0: all right so now let's go ahead and listen to dave chappelle speak on the same situation
7: caitlin jenner whom i've met wonderful person caitlin jenner was voted woman of the year her first year as a woman ain't that something (laughs) every bitch in detroit she's better than all of you (laughs) never even had a period ain't that something Oh, I'd be mad as shit if I was a woman. I'd be mad if I was me. If I was in a BET award sitting there, and they're like, and the winner for nigger of the year, Eminem, my man.
0: Dave <laughs> Chappelle is enough. But, you know, again, like I get right. what Brooklyn is trying to say, but uh, excuse me, ma'am. You, you need to have nonsense. You know, Dylan is your son. Literally. You That's know because right. all these rap girls are her sons. Dylan is your son. So why are you mad? That's right. And you know, um, I
2: remember back in the day, this was a while back, this was back when I had Facebook. And I remember like it was crazy. It was like just outraged because everybody was deeming um, Caitlyn Jenner's a hero. She's a hero. And people were like losing their minds like she's not a Mm -hmm. fucking hero. She didn't do shit. And (laughs) and then I remember the the woman of the year thing. And I did. I just I think that's ridiculous. I think Dave Chappelle summed it up pretty well. You've only been a woman a year, and I guess you're the woman of that year. But, yeah, I think that uh, Caitlyn Jenner has no room to talk. I don't know if, you know, views on things have changed or whatever. But, yeah, this is something you probably just should have sat there and ate your food because you're out of pocket.
0: The problem is with Caitlyn, Caitlyn is always going to be a conservative white man.
2: Let's exactly.
0: It I don't right. care how many beautiful dresses she puts on and, you know, we can call her she all day. At the end of the day, the person inside of Caitlyn is a conservative white man. And that's cool. Yeah, But you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, you can't serve too and, much. And for. I can, I can, I can see Caitlyn honestly detransitioning in the future and going right back to Bruce because it seems like he's kind of tired of the whole trans thing. He got his attention off of it for a bit, and it seems like any day now he's going to go back to being Bruce Jenner. I just feel it. Yeah, and I
2: will say, to be fair, I was thinking, okay, maybe because as the the trans movement or whatever, I feel like the Dylan Mulvaney thing, it, it seems like a fucking joke. So maybe for people who are trans and see it and they're like, this is a joke. Like, why are you even entertaining this bullshit? I, mm-hmm. I can, you know, give them a little grace there. But um, yeah, I see that too. And at the same time with, all right, trying to, to be understanding and stuff, I, I don't take Caitlin seriously. It, it's always a, a constant
0: contradiction and I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, because even, you know, Caitlyn was telling people, like, he doesn't mind if you call me he, and he still considers himself a dad. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: <coughs> Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling. Wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash tech. All lowercase. That's
0: shopify.com slash tech. So it's just like, come on, it's just too much at this point. You know, if you're gonna transition, and you're gonna go all the way, then go all the way. And even still, he said he's not getting bottom surgery. So I just feel like it was something that was cool and shocking at the moment. But when I see Caitlyn Jenner, all I see is a conservative older white man who's very conservative in his views, you know? So I just find the whole situation just really crazy. But now I want to go a little bit deeper with this Dylan Mulvaney situation, because at this point, with all the craziness that's going on, I truly believe that this person may be a possible psyop maybe yeah. some type of industry plant, because I've never seen somebody, you know, there's all types, of, all types of lunatics who go viral, right? For like the craziest things on social media, from being overtly sexual to eating, you know, weird foods that are still alive. So, you know, people go viral for right. everything and <laughs> they build a base, but that doesn't mean that national brands are running to cut them a check and running to attach themselves to them, especially when you have real trans women who are really transitioning, who are really taking it seriously. You know, um, I know one that comes to mind is Blair White. Now, Blair White is more of a conservative trans person, but they live their life as a trans woman and Blair White actually looks like a woman. So, yeah. you know, I haven't seen, you know, her getting major sponsorship deals. You know what I'm saying? So I just find this very interesting that on top of that, Joe Biden, our president, met with Dylan Mulvaney. And it's just like, why is this TikTok, you know, person even invited to the White House? Like, Why is this not left on the Internet? And if you're yeah. going to have real trans activists speak for the trans community, Dylan Mulvaney is not a good representation of that. Hell, our good sis in the Discord, okay, uh, Deanie Darcel is a better representation of trans women. Period. Flayne Monroe is a better representation of trans women than Dylan Mulvaney
2: yeah, he just makes it seem like um very campy. like I said, I keep going back to a joke. I keep getting uh, Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory vibes from him. It's really strange. and um once again, like you said, i, I it seems like an industry plant type thing, and mm-hmm. it, it's not okay, you go viral or whatever. I don't know anybody who follows them or follows follows dylan but it's not just like he's got a couple hundred thousand he's got like several million followers Mm -hmm. like who's all following dylan and then why like you said why is joe biden meeting with him so yeah it does it makes my tin hat tingle a lot and um you know like we're both boy moms for one so not to try to like make it too out there or anything like that i have a very young son so i'm not trying to like make it you know too deep or anything like that. But I do like to pay attention to what is going viral, what is being pushed and why? Because a lot of people might not realize, especially if they don't have kids, a lot of this stuff trickles down to kids. I have my Mm -hmm. seven-year-old asking me a lot of questions that as a parent, of course, you want to talk to your kids and communicate and stuff, but at certain ages, you don't really feel like that's a place for a kid to understand certain things. You know, life stuff, mm-hmm. you want it to just happen organically. And it's really
0: troubling because there's stuff that yeah, comes on YouTube. some of the questions that you've told me that he's asked and you've asked me how to handle it as a mom with older children. And right. I'm like, I don't recall my boys ever having these questions to ask me at that age. Because again, they, you know, my oldest is now 22. He grew up in a whole different era. My youngest is 17. You know, he's kind of grown up in this era, but a lot of this stuff was not pushed. So they didn't have all of these questions that your seven-year-old is coming at you with because of all the stuff that they're seeing on, you know, in YouTube ads, on TikTok, on television. And again, it's causing confusion for a lot of young children.
2: Yeah, it is. And it, it's honestly causing confusion for the parents, too, because we we want to raise kids that are loving and supporting of everybody and they're not judgmental or anything like that. But you also don't really want to have a conversation with a seven year old about sexual orientation or identity and things like that at such a young age and you don't really know how to go about it in the right way and explain things. But then at the same time, you don't want to push it off. And this stuff is like in very, very young like, children's videos and stuff like that. I mean, we just recently found out in the age, because we thought it was just a normal, you know, or not that it's not normal, but just a show. This is like for kids, like babies from like, I think the age was from like two to five was the age range that it recommends for. So when we saw that, we were like, Oh, okay, you know, and so yeah, there's a lot of questions that come about. So I do pay a lot of attention to why are they pushing certain things? Why are they promoting certain things? And then of all people, why are they picking Dylan to be the face of
0: all of this stuff? So yeah, I think he's a plant. Yeah. Let's go ahead and watch a bit of him talking to a good old, old man, ice cream, Joe. Oh,
3: damn Joe. A clear path to their true identity.
0: Uh, Mr. President, this is my
3: 221st day of publicly transitioning.
5: God, and, love
3: you. Uh, thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need, and that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care?
5: I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that, as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. You know, I think I was saying before we started that my son, my deceased son, used to be the Attorney General of the State of Delaware. He passed the most, the broadest piece of legislation that he, as Attorney General, uh, was able to convince the legislature and the governor to sign that dealt with uh, all gender affirming capability. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you sometimes they try to block you from being able to access certain medicines, being able to access certain procedures, and so on. None of that should be available. I mean, uh, you know, no, no state should be able to do that, in my view. So I feel very, very strongly that uh, that you should have every single solitary right, including including use of the, your gender identity bathrooms in public.
0: All right. So y'all just saw that clip. I mean, half the time, Dylan looks like he'd rather be somewhere eating gummy bears. You know? <laughs> but, you know He's here for it because it's attention. I mean, I just find it very interesting that out of all the, the trans people who have been transitioning for years who are in hormone therapy, I don't even know if this man is even taking hormone therapy because even the voice just sounds like a man pretending to try and sound like a girl. It doesn't even yeah. really sound feminine. Like when I listen to Blair White talk, Blair White sounds feminine. Mm-hmm. This person still sounds like a man to me, so I don't—I don't even know if they're on hormones or what. But you know, I'm sure they could find somebody who's really been transitioning, who's really been living that life for far longer than 221 days.
2: Yeah, someone that people would actually take serious, because once again, it just feels uh, super campy. It feels like a joke, like you said. Seems like he's thinking of rainbows and lollipops, and like I don't know, just. I, it's awkward and it's strange. And I, you know, and I'm sure there's probably all different people there talking about different issues or if it was just a, a Dylan and Joe Biden thing. But, yeah, it's an interesting choice. But I I do find it interesting that they're they're talking about that with the healthcare and stuff like that and what states can do. And um, <clears throat> I don't even know if this is a valid point to bring up or not, but I, I immediately go to like uh Uh, All the things that people are going with rights and stuff, women's rights and things like that. Like a lot of women right now are with the states and states having control over what we can do and stuff like that. So I don't know if it was like a roundtable discussion thing, but it was definitely an interesting choice that uh, they picked Dylan of all people.
0: Yeah. And I'm even noticing that even other trans people are calling out Dylan. Um, I know few trans men have called out Dylan as well. Um, He was one of the people here. Here goes one of the people here that have called out. Getting the healthcare system as a trans person is incredibly,
3: incredibly difficult. To see someone with immense amounts of privilege do it with relative ease, yeah, that's a lot to process. Do whatever you need to do to honor those feelings. Talk to a friend, talk to your therapist, listen to a sad album. I highly recommend the new Samia release.
1: So now they are turning against Dylan because he got famous off being trans. It really doesn't take much for these people to turn against their own.
3: Navigating the healthcare system as a... (laughs) What? Damn!
2: They put some shade real fast.
0: I'm gonna find a different clip. (laughs) Okay, never mind. We'll find a different clip to insert. Damn! They went in. (laughs) They did day
3: 188, 188 of, of being, being a, a woman! woman. Ah! It's day 188 of being a woman. I'm about to go speak at the Forbes Power Women's Summit. Woo!
8: Dylan Mulvaney is a trans TikToker with over 8 million followers. He's known for his series Days of Girlhood and the episodes are named Day 1 of Being a Girl and now it's Day 200 of Being a Girl. And it contains him trying out things that he thinks women do. Earlier this month, he was invited to speak at the Forbes Women's Summit. It's an annual event where Forbes invites influential women to speak, talking about issues that's facing women. And just to give an example, the actress Blake Lively was invited to speak about human trafficking. So why was Dylan there?
3: Trees. I love them. Water, lakes, I love them. Heels, they're my hiking heels. I love them. Okay, come on. Ah, ah, ah. Bridges, love them. Coconut water, love it. Love ya. Ah! Did you see that? I gotta get out of here.
8: What woman behaves this way? I'm pretty sure most women
3: would find this interpretation quite offensive. Day 62 of being a girl, and I have been misgendered so many times this week. If people call you he or a man, they're not misgendering you, babe. And most commonly, it's a follower running up to me on the street and being like, You're the boy from TikTok! It's the boy from TikTok! And I'm like, No, it's, it's the girl from TikTok! And they always feel so bad after I correct them, and that's so not my intention. It doesn't hurt my feelings all that much.
8: If it didn't hurt that much, then you're definitely not dealing with gender dysphoria. I can tell you that much. Getting misgendered back in the day cost me so much dysphoria in the few seconds it happened, I wanted to... you know what. So if it's not hurting you to get misgendered, but you still correct people, it's obvious that your identity choice is about controlling speech. This is an individual who's thriving on other people's affirmation, validation, and attention.
3: I think the greatest weapon that I can contribute is trans joy and comedy and talking about hard subjects and really intricate moments of a transition and try to let everybody in to see that, you know, I'm not a monster, I'm not somebody that is trying to to do anything but be myself and be happy. Then why
8: does it feel like you're acting 24-7 on social media? If you're just being yourself why are you acting like a cartoon and promoting offensive stereotypes about women and trans women? This is so beautifully scripted because what's actually happening is Dylan is a trans activist promoting harmful things as puberty blockers to healthy children and covering it up by acting all innocent and cute.
0: Oh, conversation is just, it's very interesting, but I definitely feel like Dylan is an industry plant. Like, yeah. I, Definitely. I- I'm not going to listen to somebody who's only been a woman slash girl going through puberty for 365 days. Tell me what it is to be a woman when I've had to be one from girlhood from the time I was a baby to elementary school, junior high, high school to motherhood. Absolutely not.
2: Yeah, for sure. And Bug Light, I don't know what they're about to do, but I mean, they're about to lose a bunch of money, so.
0: They are, and I also think too Nike will, and I've been over Nike for me. A lot of people are like, I'm boycotting Nike because of the Dylan Mulvaney thing. I've been over Nike because of how they did Kyrie Irving. You know, dropping him and dropping his shoes and shit. You know, it's insane that Kyrie posted a link and that caused all this controversy. And Dylan Mulvaney is literally trans, is literally cosplaying a, a child going through puberty, but that's okay. Yeah,
2: that's weirdo pedophile type shit.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't get it. And it's, I'm not cool with it at all.
2: Yeah, it's really strange. It's awkward. It's weird. It's shocking. That was the first time I saw any of that. Like there, I know this is all audio, but my face was just like, oh.
0: Yeah, it's, it's insane, all this stuff that's going on right now in this world. So now on another note, okay, outside of Mr. Dylan Mulvaney, <laughs> um, it looks like Lotto is catching heat on Twitter. Basically, Jason Lee is blasting Lotto and saying that Lotto tried to pay Hollywood on Lock to take down a post. And Jason Mm. Lee was not here for it. So he was really upset about this. We're going to go ahead and check out what Jason Lee had to say right now.
7: Because he's married and people thought he was married to stay in this country. Because in order to not get deported, you got to be married or go through the pathway of citizenship that you are. Right. And then people were posting it and it went viral. And then I started getting calls from your team saying that you you allegedly wanted to pay me to take it off of Hollywood Unlocked. And I wasn't going to remove it, but I asked my team to check to see if anybody else had posted. And although I think we posted it first, everybody started posting it. And then it became a thing where I think then she got, from what I understand, was unhappy with us not taking it down because no calls had been returned. I reached out to her team. We had a conversation about it or whatever. And so to go and then ask Chloe if she was allegedly in a sexual relationship with Quavo, asking the tea, how can you do a show and be legitimate as a show person when you don't want your own tea spilled and won't own up to sip your own conversation?
0: All right. So you just heard what Jason Lee had to say. What did you
2: think about that? Well, you know, you had just talked about that. Not too long ago. So I find it that I hadn't been feeling Lotto for a while. Like she's just been kind of moving funny for me. I'm not really liking her attitude or anything like that. But I do find it very interesting that once again, you know, she's going off on people. People ain't got no lives. They're, you know, losers, XYZ, all this shit. And then
1: Whole Foods Market.
2: Video show, come to find out, doing the exact same thing. I mean, he pretty much broke it down really good. You know, how how can you do that when you don't want your own business going out there? And it seems like, I don't know, maybe this is just my assumption, but ever since she's gotten this relationship, I'm using my <clears throat> air quotes, she has been acting different. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I do find it very interesting that she got mad and is trying to play paid blogs to not post her tea when she's got a whole radio show, but then she's bashing people who do the same thing. Like, girl, which one is it?
0: Right. And that was my issue when she was going at it with other YouTubers. And then we turn around and a month later, she's announcing that she has a radio show where she's going to be an interviewer, you know, and doing commentary. And like he said, she's trying to get tea out of Chloe for, you know, because her and Quavo are in a movie together. So she's trying to get the tea on them. Are they dating? Did they, you know, hook up? Did they kiss? Just whatever she was trying to ask Chloe. But when it comes to her relationship, it's supposed to be hush hush. And again, like I always say, if you're going to get in the commentary, podcast, YouTube game, you cannot have an opinion on everything under the sun. And then as soon as somebody has an opinion on you, you're in your feelings. At that point, you need to get up out the game. Right. And then not to mention,
2: like, she got the tattoo. Like it was all about the tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what, yeah, it's what a real f- tattoo, and that's really his name. Yeah. So what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? It's tattoo. That shit's permanent. You can't wipe it off. Like, what did you think? People were not gonna notice you had somebody's neck. Na- I mean, and I guess unless she covered it up with makeup. But I mean, there's no way every time she stepped out of the house, she was gonna cover that up. So people were gonna see the shit anyway. And that's so you feel away. If you felt
0: away, you shouldn't have got the tattoo. Yeah, I mean she could have got it on her, you know, back or her shoulder, or just somewhere more hidden. Yeah, not you your know? neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people will do things and then cry foul and then blame everybody else. I just don't know. Um it's going to be interesting. She's only done one interview so far. I didn't watch the full interview. It's going to be interesting to see how her radio show ends up taking off, especially now that Jason is blasting her about this situation because Again, that's one thing I do not like is when celebs think they can pay to like sway the blogs or pay to take things down or pay people to say things and post certain things. Absolutely not. As a blogger, as somebody in entertainment journalism, you should be posting what you want to post and it shouldn't dictate whatever celebrity, you know, whatever they want. It's not about them because a lot of these celebrities are not cutting you a check. So you better do what's good for your brand. Right. I find it interesting that
2: Jason's spilling the tea on that, too. Like, OK, Jason, you're really getting some shit started.
0: <laughs>
2: He's letting people know Lotto ain't shit.
0: Yeah, Jason out here being messy.
2: Being now. so messy. <laughs> but I will say, I find I don't know if she's responded yet, but that is interesting, you know, when, when it comes to smaller, you know, people okay all this smoke but then when it comes to you know bigger folks that kind of might have a little bit more pull oh it's all hush hush I'm not gonna clap back as fast and go in and you know call you everything but a child of God.
0: Yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if she says anything back to Jason Lee like she did to Armand. Um I don't know you know maybe she will maybe she won't but like I said, I'm not into a whole lot of celebrity blogs and radio shows and all that stuff because a lot of it is watered down. They're just right. trying to be friends with each other and kiki So I'm not interested. I like people who can just do real journalism. That's why Tamron Hall makes a lot of people uncomfortable because she's not there to kiss celebrities' asses. She's going to ask real questions. She's going to come from a real place. And I love her journalism. You know, she's like a Wendy. She's a solidified journalist too, right? Like she has a degree. Yep. She's a real journalist and that's what she does. So it's like, I like somebody who's going to ask the real questions. I don't care if it's Tamron Hall. I don't care if it's a Wendy Williams. I don't want to listen to two celebrities kiki about their life and, oh, how wonderful it is. And, you know, us shopping and eating sushi. I don't care. You know, like I want to get to the tea. So if you're yeah. not going to get to the tea, miss me with the nonsense.
2: Yeah. And I don't care too much for, and I think a lot of more mainstream, you know, I guess commentators or radio shows or things like that. Maybe at one point in time have gotten, you know, we're, we're more raw, but it seems like as time has went on, it's more compromised. You know, you can tell who they're cool with, who they're not cool with. They'll have, like, all this smoke for some people, but then it's same situation. That might be someone they're cool with. That might be someone they work with. It's total different energy. I don't want to hear all that. I want someone's, like, honest opinion. I want unbiased. I, I don't like all the... um You know, I'm cool with them. So, you know, it's and that's just typical, I guess, celebrity bullshit. So I I prefer your your journalists or your everyday people listening to you like people who've been in it and do it and they don't sway their opinion based off of, you know, okay, well, I want to sit with this person or I want to be able to be in this, you know, group of people or whatever. I ain't here for all that.
0: Right. So now let me ask you, this is our last topic of the night. All of this Twitter, the Twitter blue check drama. So for y'all who don't know, Elon Musk made an announcement that starting April 1st, um, that they were going to start going through all of the accounts on Twitter. It's going to take them a while. But if you're not willing to pay for a verified blue check, which I believe is, I want to say like $8.99 a month. If you're not willing to pay the $8 a month for a verified blue check, they're going to take it away from you. So people like LeBron James has come out and he said that, you know, I'm not paying the money so they can take my blue check. The New York Times proudly proclaimed that they refused to pay Elon Musk. Elon Musk literally took their blue check mark within 24 hours. (laughs) The blue check mark is gone. Now we have Akon out here. He's snapping. And this is what Akon had to say. So Akon took to Twitter on Sunday and he said the following. So Akon says, back in the day, Twitter was begging musicians to stay on because they didn't have traffic. They came up with the verification process to protect the accounts from fake ones. Now at Elon Musk is taking that away and forcing us to pay. FYI, I ain't paying for shit for something we helped build.
5: So what do you
0: think about what Akon had to say about that situation? I mean, I, I kind of I, I
2: see what he's saying, you know, and I, I see what the New York Times is saying he's got enough damn money. I ain't giving him anymore. But um, I, I get what he's saying. Like I can I can feel that. But I do I will say maybe not necessarily Akon, but I think a lot of people feel a way about this. Not necessarily like people, um, I guess, that are established. But I think a lot of people that felt, I guess, maybe Z-list celebrities, influencers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For some reason that blue check mark gave them some sense of importance or it somehow validated yeah, them yeah. in some type of way. Yeah, they really were feeling themselves because they were verified. And now that they're saying that, you know, anybody can do it, they're feeling a way about it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see um I'm trying to think of somebody like well, okay, LeBron James. LeBron James don't care because at the end of the day, he's LeBron James. He don't need a blue check mark to, you know, to be you know who he is, but mm-hmm. a lot of people that put a lot of stock in that and of feeling important and things
0: like that. Like uh, Arrogant Tay, you know, he was crying about his blue check mark. I worked so hard to get this, and not anybody can get one. Cause let's keep it real the average person outside of social media doesn't know who the hell Arrogant Tay is. Right, exactly. Yeah,
2: so that's a perfect example. And I, you know, he has worked hard, and that's fine. And I get it. But at the end of the day, you're Arrogant Tay because you do a bomb ass job on hair. You slay wigs like you are a celebrity hairstylist. You have done some of the most famous people in the world's hair. That's where you know your importance comes from, not from a fucking check mark. So a lot of people that feel a way about it, I feel like it's coming from a place of insecurity
0: yeah i definitely and yeah and i think for me i'm loving it i'm here for all the blue check mark drama on instagram and twitter <laughs> i don't even have a damn picture profile right now on instagram That's <laughs> me, I don't a fuck about these platforms people That's be getting right. mad like you need to put a picture because i because i hate when i see that that fake you know there's no profile and i always think it's somebody trolling but then i have to look at the name and it's you but i'm just to the point like i don't care that much at all right you know, it's just a blue check mark has never made me. Like I've said, even when we did the live show, a lot of folks brag about blue check marks, but are they actually getting checks? That's right. That's the difference. Because you can have a blue check mark and be broke as fuck. Exactly. And that's what it is for a lot of people as a facade. And it's even funny now that you have people. Who are and I'm not saying they're struggling, but, you know, they're trying to make they're trying to build their brand and make their presence known and they're running to go pay for a blue check mark. And I think on Instagram, it's twelve ninety nine a month. I might be wrong, but they're willing to pay this monthly. And it's just a status symbol. It does nothing for you. You're not getting paid. It doesn't you know, they're saying that it may push you in the algorithm. You don't know that. But it's like it does nothing for you outside of bragging that you have a blue check mark. And to me, now it's not cool. Now it's more cool to not have one because literally I've never seen so many blue check marks commenting on my page. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing all types of blue check. I'm like, who are all these new people that have been verified all of a sudden? I never had blue check marks. I mean, you might have safari pop up on my page every now and then, you know, just like random people, but I've never had like more than maybe two blue check marks at a time. Now I have like 12 on my page commenting and it's very obvious that they bought their check marks and it's like, you know, whatever makes you sleep better at night. But I think a lot of these celebs fill away, like you said, because now the average person can get one. So if you want to keep your blue check mark, a uh, Akon, cut a check. It's that simple. This ain't back in the day. This is 2023 and there's a new sheriff in town. And this is what what I tell people, Um, with social media, it's like, we have helped build these platforms and made them billionaires, but nobody ever held them accountable as far as paying the people who made their platforms. Think about all of the skits, all of the, you know, the shorts, all of the videos that people have posted over the years, the memes, the gifts on Twitter, on Instagram, and none of those people were ever paid. At least YouTube had a blessing of a strategy that, look, we can't keep our platform going if we don't at least share revenue with people because who's going to be working and creating content and making videos and not getting paid? So at least YouTube was smart with that. And that's why most people never leave YouTube. But, you know, Instagram and, and Twitter and all these other places. You know, they try to do the reels thing. Then they took the payment away from everybody. So now you can't even get paid off of Instagram reels or Facebook. They took the monetization away. So it's it's kind of sad because it was a lot of people of color, especially, who really made a lot of these platforms what they are. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. And the jokes and, you know, all that stuff. And now these same platforms that we help build up can now say, well, hey, if you want to be on here and be somebody on here, you need to start paying. But what's going to happen, like I've been saying for years, is eventually every social media site will be a paid site. And mm-hmm. people keep saying, I'm not paying. I would never just pay for Instagram just to be paying. I would never just pay for Twitter just to be, be paying. Everybody you pays for not. everything else. Right. You may not, but there's going to be a majority of people who definitely will. We have been conditioned now. You know what I'm saying. Social media is a part of our everyday world. I would have never thought, as a damn YouTube, I'd be paying YouTube money to not run ads because (laughs) the ads got so ridiculous that yeah, I do pay YouTube. I think 15 bucks a month just so I can be ad free because the convenience of it for me, right? So I think eventually, once he cracks his books, if enough people do not sign up for Twitter Blue. They're gonna make it where if you want to come on Twitter, it's gonna be $8.99 a month, $10.99 a month, just like your Netflix bill. And a majority of people will still pay that. Mark my words.
2: Yeah. And money's kind of funny right now. I mean, a lot of these companies that, you know, people think have a lot of money, they're they're not doing as good as they were at one point. So they're gonna try to figure out any way they can to where they can make more money. And I'm also curious with the the blue check mark one. Is it like, okay, so I, from my understanding, the whole being verified thing was that if you were a celebrity or whatever, it was so other accounts, there couldn't be other fake accounts under your name. So if you pay this money, is that like your trademark? Does that mean nobody else can get verified under your name? Like, does that mean that like Beyonce can't have, if she decided, which I doubt she would, but if she decided, okay, I'm going to pay that money, does that mean that there can be no other verified Beyonce account, or can they just pay the money and get a verified Beyonce account too?
0: Like, how does that even work? I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. I'm not sure, but I know that if you're a business like the New York Times, they have to pay a thousand dollars a month. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, like the WWE, they have a gold check mark on Twitter because they're a legitimate corporation, they're a business, so they're paying Twitter a thousand dollars a month. That is insane. That, that is, is so much some money people, mortgages well no not mortgage mortgage is expensive sorry <laughs> car yeah. note at one mortgage, point <laughs> you know what i'm saying like who i would never pay a thousand dollars for an app that's insane but you have a lot of companies now who are popping up with gold check marks and that's what you know elon told them that hey you're going to have to pay this. And so one of his rebuttals to the New York Times is you guys are pissed off and you guys are saying that you guys don't want to pay me. But yet and still, when we go on to the New York Times.com, you guys force us to pay you all to read y'all's articles. Well,
2: he ain't wrong with that so one. He
0: wasn't wrong. But I will say this, though. I don't want to compare real journalists who are doing real work and real research and real typing of, you know, articles compared to bullshit on a, on a Twitter timeline. A bunch There's of no dicks. <laughs> You know, like yeah, I I do pay a lot of these news sites like a dollar, two, three thousand a month, however much they charge, just so I can read the article. Because now it's like wherever you go, you got to pay something. Like yeah. everything is some type of s- subscription. You can't, you can barely read anything for free anymore on the internet. You have to pay. And if you're a researcher like me, you just like fuck it. Let me go ahead and pay it because right. I need to get this information. I need to, you know, cross check info. But you know, I get his point. But he also can't compare the muck on Twitter to like real journalists at the New York Times.
2: I wonder how that is going to affect small business, too, because when I'm thinking of like a lot of hairstylists, for example, that have Instagram pages, arrogant, hey, perfect example, which could be a reason why he fills away as a lot of um, hairstylists and, and nail techs and stuff like that. That's one of the reasons they can charge people more. Oh, look, I'm verified on Instagram. So that kind of has people flocking to them more. They'll book with them. They feel like it's more legitimate, but not even like, is that going to affect them as uh, is it Instagram as well with the gold ch- check mark or is that just Twitter?
0: I think that's just Twitter for now.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I do want mm-hmm. that's probably why a lot of people feel away too because uh, people who do run businesses through Instagram sometimes they feel like that check mark which it shouldn't be about the check mark it should be about your work and what you're doing and you know how good you are and things like that so that might fuck a couple people up but um I wonder on Twitter small businesses like yeah surely the WWE can afford to pay that amount of money but if you're a small business but you're a legitimate business mm-hmm. who, who can afford to pay that much money a month that's ridiculous
0: yeah just for Twitter you know, so that's the part that's why I think eventually, once they go through all the accounts and see who they're gonna you know kick off of the blue check mark program, they're probably gonna come back and revamp in a few months and say it's just gonna cost everyone nine ninety nine a month to come on Twitter and, and yeah, you know, and I, I think they'll have people who will pay it.
2: Yeah, I think in the the day and age we live in where social media is such a, a prominent part of everybody's life, a lot mm-hmm. of people are saying they're not going to, but when it comes down to it, they will, especially like if, it, you know, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. People are so addicted to social media like that. Mm-hmm. They'll pay it. They might not at first, and then maybe a couple of weeks will go by and then they're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just pay it. I'll just throw it in with all my other subscriptions and keep it pushing.
0: Yeah. I mean, we live in a subscription-based world and I can definitely even see YouTube doing that in the future. You know, Like I've said before in the past, um, a lot of these apps have not made any real money. Twitter has never made money like that. At one point, Facebook was making money, but remember Facebook and Google, a lot of their money comes from ad revenue. So what happened is that Facebook would say, we have millions of users and we can place your ad in front of a certain amount of people, a certain demographic, we can, you know, specifically narrow it down. So advertisers were buying, you know, millions and millions of dollars of ads on Google, on Facebook and stuff like that for years. Well, then what started happening is that a lot of advertisers started seeing that they're not getting a return on their investment. They're spending millions of dollars to advertise on these sites, but nobody's clicking on their ads. Nobody's going to go buy the product. So now advertisers have pulled back slowly. And also the other problem is you have a lot of people faking numbers. So you have people yeah. faking followers, padding their numbers. And so an advertiser may see an influencer and say, oh, this person has 4 million followers. Let's cut her $10,000 check. But those 4 million followers are basically fake. Yeah, robot. So they cut her the $10,000 check and they only get 100 people clicking on the ads. Well, you, you didn't you're not making your ten thousand dollars back. So this is what's going on right now is that the ad revenue is drying up for a lot of these people. And because it's drying up and then you had the whole SVB situation where the bank collapsed there, they don't have the venture capitalists to just pour money into these apps. So that's why now they're having to find other revenues to stay afloat. Because it's okay. not cheap, you know, to to pay for service space for all of these apps to run and everything else. And now that a lot of advertisers are pulling out, they don't have the money to run. So, yeah, they're going to start. It's going to be a subscription model sooner than later. I could see that. But one thing I will say
2: about these damn ads, you know, a lot of times... I'm not even exaggerating. Like I'll go over to a friend's house and I'll smell their perfume and I'll just, I won't even ask. I'll just think in my head, Ooh, that perfume smelled so good. And I'll be damned. I hop on Instagram and there's an ad. For a perfume. And then I'll find out a couple days later. Oh, it was that perfume. And I'm like, how the fuck did they know that? Like they really, the advertising, I swear, I think that they are listening to us. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they definitely are. They're listening. I know what's his name said they weren't, and his wife didn't believe him. And I'm with his wife. I don't believe y'all. Y'all are listening to me. Y'all are, I swear, thinking it getting in my head because the shit that they'll be promoting and stuff like that,
0: advertising, all that.
2: I'm we'll like, how did mind? you know? Yeah, I yeah, didn't even <laughs> say it out
0: loud. And it's literally here on Facebook staring me in the face. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, their advertising is crazy. So it's going to be very interesting to see the future of social media and everything going on. But this has been the show. This was a really good show. I'm glad we are able to get a lot of topics discussed. Yes, we did. A very wide range. Yeah, especially with the Dylan situation. I can't wait to see you know what people think about this entire situation because it's viral and it's causing a lot of heavy debate on Twitter. Yeah, I think it's going to continue to go on for a while. Definitely. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Tea Sippers, once again for tuning in to Tea Time Unfiltered. And we will talk to you guys later. Everybody have a good night. Bye, y'all.